Welcome to the Sliders and Curveballs podcast. My name is Mike, and I'm here with my son, Joseph. Together, we are learning sports one game at a time. Hey, Mike and Joe, this is Adam Taylor here from Celtics Blog, the Celtics Film Room, and USA Today. I hear you guys are going to watch the Celtics vs. Clippers at the TD Garden later today. just want to say I hope you guys have a great time. Your podcast has been amazing. I love the father-son dynamic. And now I know, Mike, you sent me over some questions that you wanted me to have a look into, so I thought I'd do that for you. First question is the finals potential, I'm assuming, of the Celtics. For me, this is the best team in the NBA. I don't think there's another team that has the depth one through eight that Boston does. And everybody can point towards the bench, but when you really think about it, you're going to shorten that rotation to about an eight-man rotation in the playoffs. I feel very comfortable. Obviously, if you're relying on a 10th, 11th, 12th guy in the postseason, something went horribly wrong, and you know it's kind of just you need to navigate it however you can. But what I'm excited about is obviously this matchup with the Clippers. I think it's one of the best matchups in terms of wing play. You've got Kawhi and PG versus Tatum and Brown. We might see Porzingis, but we probably won't. He's listed as doubtful with an ankle sprain. That obviously happened against the Heat when he tweaked it. That's going to give Luke Cornett some time. It's going to give Al Horford some time. Maybe we see some Nimi. Maybe we don't. I'm very, very confident here in terms of Boston being able to put on a good performance. Tatum always ups his game against Paul George. I'm really interested to see how Kawhi tries to limit Jalen Brown's athleticism and physicality around the rim. I know you also asked me how many future Hall of Famers are going to be on the court. I'm taking five. You've got Harden. You've got Paul George. You've got Kawhi Leonard. Then you've got Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. Can anybody else get in there? I'd like to think that Horford could be in the Hall of Fame. I think if the Celtics win a championship this year, that's a potential possibility. To me, he's one of the most consistent big men, one of the best teammates in the league. I'm very big there. Again, I just want to say that I think you guys are doing some great work over on your podcast. I know you guys have been having some success lately. I really appreciate you letting me jump on and just share this message. And if anybody's listening and you want to find my work, come and find me over at the CelticsFilmRoom.com, CelticsBlog.com, and over at USA Today where I cover a couple of different teams. Guys, I hope you have a great time. Enjoy the atmosphere. Enjoy getting to watch some elite-level hoops. Watching Harden live, Paul George, Kawhi, Tatum, Brown. You guys are sport for choice with the talent that you're going to get to see. And hopefully there gets to be a Celtics win so you guys can enjoy that with the rest of the fans in the building. Until next time, I hope you have a great day and catch you soon. Hey, sports fans, welcome to the Sliders and Curveballs podcast, and we are taking you on the road with us today. We are just sat down for a little bit of a pregame meal. We are at Play in Boston, right across the street from Banners, right upstairs from the Bobby Orr statue, getting ready to go in to see the Celtics Clippers game. I'm a little bit disappointed that Guy Fieri's Mexican restaurant is now gone. Play Boston is kind of a riff on uh, Dave and Buster's, and I guess has only been here about a month. The place is huge, um, and we've got a uh, 
some loaded french fries coming with some smash burgers on top of them and ordered a whaler's ipa and some lemonade for joseph this is the baptism of uh, uncle lou first time in 50 years coming to his first nba game and as a philly fan he's coming to see the celtics he's probably hoping that they lose by double digits as we have a 21 in one record at the TD Garden. I don't think there's going to be any Porzingis tonight, as you heard uh, Adam Taylor say, and we thank you so much, Adam, for doing a little preview of the contest tonight from overseas. Go check out some of Adam's work. He's on a number of different podcasts, and he also uh, does some work for USA Today. But Joseph and I are settling in, and we can't wait to check out all the future Hall of Famers that are going to be on the court and spend the night in Boston. It's going to be a fantastic game. We'll bring you the sounds of the game, and thank you so much for being with us. Got some trivia coming up, and we'll take you inside the shoot-around in just a little bit. Thank you for being with us tonight. Welcome to Boston. Alrighty, we've entered the uh, TD Garden. I'm here with uh, my co-host, Joseph. And Uncle Lou at his very first shoot-around. And who do we bump into? Mr. James Harden is out here getting loose. Sneakerhead P.J. Tucker for the Clippers. And for the uh, good guys, we have uh, hopefully future All-Star. He certainly deserves it. Do-everything player Derek White from Colorado. Peyton Pritchard's out here getting loose. Here comes Abby Chin walking around the front, getting ready to do a little uh, interview. <clears throat> Everybody's out here in uh, Boston on a Saturday night. We're expecting a great game. Joseph, what do you think? It's great. Uncle Lou, what do you think about the arena? Cool. Two talkative uh, guests with me here today. Anyway, the arena looks fantastic. A lot of, a lot of, uh, a lot of Clippers jersey heroes. A lot of Clippers jerseys here. I'm surprised. They got a good following, as most LA teams do, and they also have a lot of superstars on this team. DJs playing a lot of nice music as they all get warmed up. We hope that uh, Kawhi and Russell and. Uh, Paul George come out and join the show. Actually, here's Paul George right here. He's a little taller than I expected right out and right out right right here on the right wing. He's got his earbuds in and he's letting them fly. Two, three, four, five threes in a row. And then I jinxed him. He's just missed two in a row. There we go. Harden from deep makes it. Harden's got some crazy sneakers on Joe. You ever see those types of sneakers for Harden? He says he's got the best sneakers in the NBA. Harden's his own shoe. That's his own shoe? Who makes it? Adidas. Joe, who do you think the high score in the game is right, right now if you had to make a high score? Overall high score in the game. Kawhi Leonard. Kawhi Leonard? How many total points? 46. 
you're going to say 46 points against the Celtics tonight. And they'll still lose because that's, that's how good we are and that's how bad they are. Uncle Lou, how many total points for the number one scorer between both teams tonight? Joseph's going with 46 for Kawhi Leonard. And then, and then he says the Clippers lose. I say Tatum, 39. Celtics win. Celtics win. Uh, Tatum, 39 is what Uncle Lou says. And I am going to go with... I'm going to go with Tatum as well. And I'll say 33. Larry Bird's number, 33. A lot of stars out on the court tonight, though. Certainly can go in any direction. Many capable players of having a high score. Big shout out to Adam Taylor, who uh, did the preview show with us today, or for us today, I should say. And also a big shout out to our friend and fellow Yukon Nation member, Stephen from the Boneyard, who hooked us up with our tickets. Yukon family. Celtics family. Thank you, Stephen. Joseph and I are enjoying it. And then Uncle Lou ended up buying a single ticket in our section to be able to enjoy us. There's uh, Mr. Scalabrini, our friend right across the way, with his nice red and gray suit on. And we'll bring you the sounds of the game. There's Drew Carter right there, the future announcer to replace Mr. Mike Gorman, who's in his final year. And we're hoping to bring Mr. Mike Gorman banner number 18. Thank you for joining us on the Sliders and Curveballs podcast as we bring you our favorite podcast of the year, A Sounds of the Game. That means that we're enjoying the game and we want to bring it to you. I'm here with my co-host, Joseph. Joseph, how do you think uh, the Celtics are going to do tonight? We're going to win, but definitely um, Kawhi's going to have a good 46. Celtics are about to come out of the locker room. Celtics about to come out of the locker room. Really loud in here. And um, let's listen to them. Here come the, here come the Celtics. the court today thank you again Stephen. uh we have upper seats today jason tatum just took the court looks like horford is going to be starting instead of porzingis and happy to see that paul george is in the lineup um joseph what do you think about uh uncle lou when when we start to do the uh triple double trivia later how do you think he's gonna do he's gonna suck he barely knew number one was. Well, we, we don't want to tell the fans who number one is, but we'll do a little trivia later. 
And how's Uncle Lou doing in his uh, fantasy basketball? Pretty good, better than you. Well, we all can't be as good as Cousin Billy, can we? Nope. He tries to send me a trade every week, but I'm not giving up Wemby, and I'm not giving up Sabonis. Sorry, Uncle. Sorry there, little Billy. It's almost game time. All right, NBA fans, I did promise you a little bit of trivia before we tip off here at the TD Garden, and I have a moment to be able to go over what I thought was a pretty cool trivia question that I stumbled upon uh, during the week, knowing that we were going to be going to the arena. So normally I would never say pause the Sliders and Curveballs podcast, but if you have a moment and you're not in the car driving, take out a pen and paper and... uh Write down 10 spaces. I'm going to give you 10 numbers, and we're going to test your knowledge. Then you could pause me, and uh, Joseph will come in and give you the answers. I want you to write down 10 numbers. These are the best players in the NBA that have recorded the most triple doubles in NBA history all time. The number one player has recorded 198 triple-doubles in NBA history. Number two would be 181. Number three is a pretty good drop-off. That's 138. Number four is 114. Number five is 108. Number six is 107. Number seven is a pretty good drop-off again. That drops down to 78 times it's been done, a triple-double. And number eight is 75. Number nine, it's been done 60 times in this NBA player's career. And then rounding out number 10 If you think of all the players in NBA history that were able to achieve a triple-double, this person achieves the top 10 and did it 59 times. So if you think of number one, did it three times the amount as number 10, but number 10 still made the list. And I will give you one hint, which I gave to Uncle Lou, and Joseph, who will announce our winner, or I should say the top achievers in a moment, five of these players are currently playing in the NBA. And two of these players are playing in the game that we're going to watch tonight. So take a minute, write them down, slot them into their positions and see which one of the players you have on the list correct, and do you even have them in the correct order. I think you'll be pretty surprised if you follow the NBA how remarkable it is that some of these players have achieved this status on their journeys throughout their basketball careers. See how you do and test your knowledge. We'll give you the answers in a minute. 
announcing the guys for the most triple doubles. Number one, Russell Westbrook. Number two, Oscar Robertson. Number three, Magic Johnson. Number four, Nikola Jokic. Number five, LeBron James. Number six, Jason Kidd. Number seven, Wilt Chamberlain. Number eight, James Harden. Number nine, Luka Doncic. Number 10, Larry Bird. So there you have it. Uh, Russell Westbrook with 198. Can you believe that? And Bird at number 10 with 59. We'll bring in Uncle Lou here for a second. How did you do personally? And uh, what did you think of the list? And and how are you looking forward to the game? I had uh, 6 out of 10. And I was surprised that uh, John Stockton and Jordan were not on the list. And I'm just looking forward to seeing my first NBA game. We're so glad you're with us, Uncle Lou. So uh, let's go Celtics. And... uh... Enjoy the ride, guys. Thank you so much for joining us on the Sliders and Curveballs podcast. We're happy to bring you inside the game.
Celtics. losing 26 to 21 at the end of the first quarter. I made my good pick of trading Billy Jokic for Kawhi because Kawhi is starting to cook. Yeah, Kawhi Leonard, I mean, it's like he's holding a grapefruit when he holds the ball. His hands are massive. He's got, what, 12 points in the first quarter? Uh, Celtics don't really look like they're in a very good flow. Tatum's got double digits. They're only down by five, but they got some work to do. Celtics losing 55 to 39. Somebody's going to have to look this up from home. I'm thinking that this is probably the worst halftime score the Celtics have had this year. 39 points. They've scored more than 39 points in a quarter this year. They have 39 points at the half. Dead legs. It's as if Joe Missoula did leg day yesterday in the gym. It makes it seem as if they were playing yesterday, but yet the Clippers are the team in the back-to-back. This baptism is not going well. The priest has left the church. The church is about to burn down. I should have never brought a Philly fan to this game. He's sitting one row in front of us. I almost don't know what to say. The guy who poured my beer is laughing. He wanted to give me a discount. Even he wants to go home early. Ridiculous. Anyway, right now the Celtics have dug themselves a pretty good hole and they have a lot of work to do. Joseph, what are your thoughts on the first half? I mean, it's great, we're losing, we gotta come back. Uncle Lou, what do you feel? They're just not shooting well. Clippers look pretty good. He's shocked, he's happy, he's, he, wants the, he, want, he wants Philly to gain ground on the Celtics. Right now, guys, the Celtics, they just gotta pick it up. They, they honestly are leaving every shot short and uh, it's making it really tough. I tell you what, there's a lot of California guys in this game. A lot of guys who played on the West Coast for college. They're all trying to go against each other, trying to one-up each other. And Mason Plumley in this game, wake up general managers. You can't tell me that Adama Sonogo can't get in the NBA with what he's doing in the G, G League. Plumley's been in the league for a decade. Somebody give Adama Sonogo a chance from UConn, please. Back into the second half. Hey, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. So we are back in our favorite hotel right across from the TD Garden. And you know what? 70, what, three episodes on this podcast, probably a dozen or more sounds of the game. This I've never been in this position before. First, I thought probably the worst thing to do in all of sports is to buy tickets for a game that you're looking forward to. And then all of a sudden, the stars are hurt and they're not going to play. 
I have found something worse. Go to a game that you're looking forward to and your team completely lays an egg. They do not show up. You do not recognize them and they get the brakes beaten off of them. That's what the Celtics did tonight. They were 21-0, excuse me, 21-1 at home. They were non-competitive tonight. I did not recognize the team. They stunk. Um, I'm embarrassed. When you only come two or three times a year, you you save your hard-earned money, you look forward to it, you invite friends. It was a baptism tonight. Uncle Lou's first game ever. It's like inviting people to a baptism where you got the church reserved, everybody's in their high heels and their summer outfit, and there's an earthquake that happens in town. I don't even know what to say. It wasn't a rainy day. It was a fiasco. The Celtics had trouble scoring 80 points tonight. They struggled to get to 80 points by the third quarter. There's two NBA players this week that scored close to 80 points themselves. Are the Clippers that amazing? Hey, they did a good job. It just felt like the Celtics were the team that played the back end of a double double in two games in a row. It felt like they had no legs, no jump shot, no interest, like they were on the road, like they had no stars. I, I, don't, I almost don't even know what to say. When you completely lay an egg, it's disappointing. The stars did not play in the fourth quarter, and guys came in off the bench. What can you say? Um, One fun fact that I got from Sean Grandy as I uh, review Twitter as we got back to the hotel is that Jason Tatum is one of only seven players in NBA history that has achieved as of tonight. We saw history. 11,000 points before his 26th birthday. Uh, Who are the players that have done that as well? Let me take a look. Maybe you'll recognize some of the names. LeBron James, Kevin Durant, Carmelo Anthony, Tracy McGrady, the late, great Kobe Bryant, Devin Booker, Anthony Davis, Bob McAdoo, and Giannis. That is the group that has scored that much, that much at such a, year, a young and early age. But yeah, this is kind of doing a podcast post-mortem from a cemetery. There weren't many sounds of the game in the second half. Not a lot to celebrate. Sean Grandy also said on Twitter, as I reflect, I thought that that was probably the worst first half the Celtics have had all all year and maybe in the last decade, scoring, what, 39 points in the first half? Sean says it's their fourth lowest scoring total in the last 20 years for the Celtics. And two of the four times that that has happened to the Celtics, it's been against the Clippers. Can you believe that? So very, very unusual. And just an odd game that the Celtics did not play well and and the Clippers dominated. Um, 
But I'll tell you what, going to an NBA game, uh, cheering, rooting for something great to happen is certainly better than watching it at home. It's just disappointing to not be able to feel that energy where you get a close game in the fourth quarter and you're really uh, feeling like your team has a chance to win because it did not feel as if they could come back. So we appreciate you coming on the journey with us. This happens and this is what makes basketball or sports in general, as I was telling Joseph, so fun is that when your team does win, it's such a great excitement because it's not guaranteed. Seasons are not guaranteed. Individual games are not guaranteed. And you have to appreciate them because it doesn't happen very often. And when you're able to get that, it's exciting and something that you should not take for granted and is something that's very special. And that's what makes fans want it and crave it more and more. Um, There are some fans that have never won a championship. Joseph has not seen one from the Celtics in his lifetime because their last title is 2008, even though they've won 17 of them. UConn men have won five, our next great passion, and he has seen a few. But there are some fan bases that have never won any, and there are fans who've been watching them for 50, 60, 70 years. So you can only imagine the heartache. And tonight is just one game. So we thank you for listening to us on our journey. And uh, we appreciate you always with your support on the Sliders and Curveballs podcast. Next week, we're fortunate because mom got us tickets to go on the train to Madison Square Garden as we see number one ranked the University of Connecticut face Rick Pitino and the St. John's Red Storm at Madison Square Garden home of the Yukon Huskies, the sixth borough as Yukon Nation takes over New York City. They were probably going to give you some sounds from the game from the train. We'll see if Yukon can keep their hot streak going in the Big East. We'll get a few reactions from Joe in a minute, and we always thank you for listening. It was a great game, but it was tough to see, um, the, obviously, the, our home team, the Boston Celtics, lose. But we still have one of the best um, records in the league. So that's great. Thanks, Dad, for taking me. Uh, great coming with us, Uncle Lou. Joseph, how did you do in fantasy tonight? I don't know. What, who were some of the players that were in the game tonight that were on your fantasy team? Kawhi Leonard and Russell Westbrook. All right. Well, you'll have to check your scores and see how you made out. Joseph, I love you as always, and we'll see you on the train to Madison Square Garden. Love you.